0: Welcome to Shoot the Flick, an official Paradoja podcast. I'm Frankie Sparks.
1: And I'm Scott Eisenberg. And
0: we are a married couple who like to shoot the shit about movies. That we do. That we do. And this week, Scott has introduced me to a Christmas film that is not so much a classic, more of a newer entry into the Christmas movie genre. Scott, what movie have we watched
1: today? We have gone way back in time. To the year 2018.
0: Oh my god, things were so simple then, pre-COVID.
1: <laughs> we watched The Christmas Chronicles.
0: Ooh, yes. It's If you don't know what it is by the title, it's the Christmas movie that came out on Netflix with Kurt Russell as Sandy Claus, which is really the highlight of the film and the only thing that makes it watchable. Yeah,
1: he's fun and... He's what? Kurt Russell. God damn it. Oh, yeah, of course. If Kurt Russell's in a movie, it's going to be at least decent.
0: I mean, I feel like we should preface this by saying that this movie is really not made for us, we are adults people well i do at least have quite the christmas spirit scott not so much because he doesn't like christmas music that's not But that's true. besides okay you no know, christmas music till that, after
1: thanksgiving well i don't like
0: christmas music for you. two months i know not for two months i started november first okay two so months that's, that's two months but <laughs> my point is we we are two adult people and this is clearly a movie made for children However, it was watchable after the first 20 minutes.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I get it. The first 20 minutes. Is a Hallmark Christmas movie. Yeah, it's a Hallmark Christmas movie. But you know what? For some reason, the whole plight of this movie for the our two children actors. After the plot got started, they weren't terrible. And I kind of... Felt for the plot. Like, I felt for
0: it. Yeah, I mean, it's again a very kiddie plot, which isn't a bad thing, Christmas movie and all. But when it came out on Netflix originally, I don't recall there being like a big uproar about how awesome it was. Like, I remember it got generally decent reviews, but nothing exciting or anything. And, like, I wasn't, like, jumping up and down to watch it, so I never did. But Scott suggested it, and I'm like, okay, I'm curious enough. I'm on board. Let's watch it. And then it started, and I was like, oh, no. (laughs) We're watching the Hallmark Channel. No. (laughs) It's, like, it's really, it's awful. And the, the kid actors are just terrible. And I don't think it's their fault. I think it's just the movie, but they have to set up the kid characters before we introduce Santa, i.e. Kurt Russell, so it is what it is, but it literally is the beginning of every Hallmark Christmas movie, every Lifetime Christmas movie, any generic channel that your grandmother watches, Christmas movie known to man
1: yes you know these beats
0: yeah you gotta believe in santa random generic white child you have to believe not in just in santa but in yourself and it's like oh my god but again it's like it's a kids movie so i'm not mad at it but what makes it watchable for me an adult human is kurt russell
1: who's having a blast oh
0: he's having so much fun which is why it's it's fun to watch him have fun so I'm not, again, not mad at it, but it was fun to also make fun of this movie oh, while also enjoy genuinely parts of it. So, okay, before we get into the nitty gritty, let's get through the... Preliminary Michigas, This film was directed by a man by the name of Clay Cadis. This was his second feature film after the classic 2016 film Angry Birds. Uh. Remember Angry Birds, guys? Now, there is... Uh, A redeeming quality about this Mr. Clay Cade is he was an animator on several Disney films, including Emperor's New Groove, Tangled, Wreck-It Ralph, Frozen. So he he has some uh, genuine qualities, and we will not hold his shitty Angry Birds film against him.
1: Yeah, we won't.
0: This film was written by Matt Lieberman. This was his first feature film screenplay and has since written screenplays for... The uh, newest Scooby-Doo movie, which was very bright and colorful and I enjoyed. He also did the sequel to this movie, Christmas Chronicles 2, which came out in 2020.
1: Yeah, that one wasn't as good.
0: And most importantly, I think, um, the John Cena vehicle called Playing With Fire. Oh,
1: that was the one where he was like... He was a fireman, and they, like, adopted kids?
0: They had to, like, take care of these kids, and Keegan-Michael Key was there doing shenanigans, I think. Oh. I don't know. Oh, but, you know, there is a connection between this movie and the last Christmas movie we did, which was Christmas Vacation. This movie was produced by Chris Columbus, who almost directed Christmas Vacation. We discussed that last week. Ah. But he did direct the sequel to Christmas Chronicles.
1: Okay, you ready to get to the nitty-gritty there? I believe so, sir. Okay, so we start with camera footage of past Christmases long ago.
0: Yeah, this is our opening to the film of just this family. And this is the point in the film where I was like, oh no, this is going to be terrible. Because it's literally like oh hi there son it's christmas time oh look uh, santa got you a bike let's ride around the house and the mom's like oh kids don't fight it's christmas time hug it out oh we're a lovely little family in the suburbs and it's like oh my god i can't take it it's terrible the father is played by oliver hudson who, if you don't know who that is, that is Goldie Hawn's son. Goldie Hawn, of course, is Kurt Russell's wife. This whole movie is a family affair. Cause spoiler alert: Goldie Hawn also plays Mrs. Claus in the last like five minutes of this film. And we have the the mother, who's played by Kimberly Williams-Paisley, who has been in some movies over the years, but more importantly, over the past few years, she's been in nothing. And I tell you nothing. But Christmas movies on Hallmark and Lifetime and God knows what else. She was even in the movie about the Christmas shoes. Do you remember I told you about this Christmas song called The Christmas Shoes? It's like one of the worst Christmas songs of all time.
1: Yes, I do. Okay.
0: They made a movie about it. (laughs) And Rob Lowe was the lead. Rob (laughs) Lowe. Sinking ironically, solo, and he was the lead. And this lady was the mom. If you don't know about the Christmas Shoes, I suggest you, you look it up, namely Patton Oswald's stand-up bit about the Christmas Shoes song.
1: It's terrible. Could you hurry, sir? Daddy says there's not much time. She's been sick for quite a while, and I know these shoes will make her smile, and I want her to look beautiful if Mama meets Jesus tonight."
0: i mean hallmark and lifetime and whatever the fuck they'll make fucking christmas movies about anything i just watched a video where some guy was reviewing like a shitty christmas movie and he said that he was looking for one and he found one called shoelaces for christmas and the whole premise of the film is that there's a child that didn't have shoelaces for her shoes because poor i guess so that's the whole premise of the movie why are there so many christmas movies revolving around footwear i don't know i can't answer that
1: well i (laughs) heard heard a story once uh from one of another podcasts i listened to he has a writer friend who literally just watched every hallmark christmas movie so then he took his time wrote down all the tropes and literally just like made a movie of their hallmark tropes right and then mailed it to Hallmark, who then bought the script.
0: Ugh, it's like, that just sounds terrible. That sounds like a fun idea for, like, an episode, to just, like, sit down and watch all the Hallmark movies and, like, find the worst ones and make fun of them and stuff, and, like, point out all the trouble. But just the, the arduous task of doing that, like, just the thought of it makes me want to kill myself. <laughs>
1: hey, well, my grandmother used to love watching them when I was living with her, and it, just watching... Is this the same one like I watched last time? This is a fucking lady who, oh, she's too busy with work, comes back to her small town and gives up her life in the big city for a Christmas town. <laughs> okay. It's all the
0: same. The- it really is all the same. But the thing is, too, it's like, I feel like one of the tropes of, the, the, of that genre of Christmas movie... It's just, there's a specific kind of bad acting. Oh, yeah. And it's hard to articulate in words, but if you've ever watched these Christmas movies, and I've seen maybe a couple, th- there's a, just a specific kind of bad acting where it f- literally feels like you went to the store and bought a can of Who hash from, like, doc- like, Dr. Seuss Land. You bought a can of Who hash, uncorked it, and out pops this canned dialogue just, like, from the land of white people. Like, I just... (laughs) The whitest of white people. And it's, like, insanity. And that's how everyone in this beginning sequence... And, like, it really lasts the first 20 minutes of the movie. It's, like, the flashbacks, and then we go into present day. We find out that the father, Oliver Hudson, he was a firefighter, and he passed away, uh, you know, by saving people in a fire, I I do
1: wonder if this is a, a sneaky reference to Backdraft which is another another Kurt Russell movie.
0: Oh, is oh Okay. Because I don't know. I've never it, heard of that.
1: Well, ba- It's a Kurt Russell movie where it, like, the fire is like the monster to, uh, like that's killing people. And is it
0: like Jaws, like the sequels of Jaws, where jo- like the shark is chasing this family to different <laughs> it, locations? It, it's
1: not quite- getting revenge.
0: Is, <laughs> is, it, is it like that? No, it's
1: not quite like that, but-
0: Did you know there's a movie called Santa Jaws?
1: Yes, I watched it.
0: You did, didn't you? You showed it to me, you yeah. prick. It's a fucking- The cover of the movie. <laughs> that's the only reason I watched it. The cover of the movie is a shark with a Santa hat on. The only reason I watched it and like Scott's like, oh. I'm like, what are you watching? I'm watching Santa Jaws. Okay, bye. My no, no, no. Cause see, I I mentioned recently on this show that I'm a connoisseur of shit, and I am. I just watched the Street Fighter movie I from did. like 1994 for no reason at all. <laughs> uh, because I hate myself, probably, but that's besides the point. The point is, I just did that for fun, and I've never even played Street Fighter. I don't care. I just heard it was bad, and I wanted to watch it. Spoiler alert, it was fucking bad, but that's, again, besides the point. Even I have a line. When someone says the word Santa Jaws to me and then I look at the cover and it's a shark with a Santa hat on, I feel that my life has not gone to that point yet where I want to watch that. (laughs) It's not, we haven't gotten there yet. Maybe someday, but not today. (laughs) Not today, Satan. Anyway, sorry. So we find out in present day that the father, Oliver Hudson, has passed away and the kids and the mom are just having a rough time but even this present day stuff is littered with hallmark tropes and lifetime tropes where it's like the mom is a nurse and she has to work late on christmas eve oh darn but then the little girl we're, we're gonna get to the kids in a second but the little girl is like oh mom we can't have christmas without presents and eggnog and the mom's like oh Dear course, this isn't about all of that. And it's like, oh my God, I
1: can't take it too much for me. And the son's turned into a little bit of a delinquent. A little bit? Okay, he's a, he's a delinquent.
0: A little bit, yeah. Okay, so uh, f- let's introduce the kids. So we have the older child, Teddy, who's like 17. And he's played by Judah Lewis.
1: Who I've who, realized I've seen a lot of movies of his.
0: Yeah, you recognized him from The Babysitter.
1: Yes, he's been both babysitter movies.
0: I also looked it up. He was... In the 2015 remake of Point Break, he played a young Johnny Utah. So he supposedly played a young Keanu Reeves.
1: Well, Keanu wasn't Keanu in that movie because Point Break, the remake he wasn't in.
0: Well, I know, but I was saying in the context of the Point Break universe dear. okay? That's right, there's a Point Break universe. I don't know. Anyway, uh, and then we have the younger daughter whose name is Kate. And she's played by Darby Camp, and she apparently is playing the main girl in the new Clifford movie. Yes, I which saw- is live action, which I actually recently saw like a bit of a trailer for that. Um, the dog looks a little scary <laughs> because it's it's literally a red dog. It just in live action slash CGI, it just looks like the color grading is off in the fucking trailer. Like, it just doesn't doesn't look right. And I love Clifford, but, like, did we really, was anyone clamoring for a live-action Clifford movie? No, but. I don't think
1: so. But you also got to think, just the idea of Clifford is scary. It
0: is, I guess, but he's a cute little sweet dog. He's not.
1: He uh, he is cute, but he's not little.
0: Right, but he's sweet.
1: Yeah, but he's, like, ten feet tall
0: but he's sweet <laughs>
1: dear he couldn't fit through our door
0: <laughs> you know i don't really appreciate your height judginess sir you know, to discriminate you heightist. you
1: yes i'm such a heightist.
0: anyway yeah so th- th- there are kids there are main characters really in the movie aside from kurt russell and they're fine again after this first 20 minutes until kurt russell appears they they're fine as far as they're acting, but the the teenager kid, Teddy, is a little prick. And, like, it's it's supposed to be, like, uh, pacified, I guess, in a way, because his father recently passed away.
1: So he's acting out.
0: Right, but, like, it's not like he's stealing, like, candy from the fucking local deli. He's stealing cars. Like, we established that he's committing grand theft auto- <laughs> Which, by the way, that whole aspect of his character growth is not handled the best in the movie. We're going to talk about that. I mean, ultimately, it works out fine. But, I mean, it's it's weird. Anyway, continue.
1: He gets caught by his sister at one point. There's a whole big nonsense fight, but they eventually kind of make up to be like, hey, I found this old videotape of when Dad was about to go stoop mom And as they walked off screen, a hand came out from behind the corner, dropping... A big old red hand came out of the side, which
0: is supposed to be Santa Claus. And uh, spoiler alert, it is. But like in the context of real life, if Santa is real, it's established in this movie that he's very sloppy in his older age, I suppose. Because not only did he allow himself to be caught on camera but later on they set traps around the house to catch Santa Claus and it's like okay the kid even brings up the older kid he's like don't you think anyone other people would have thought of this by now like to try and catch Santa Claus in the act and it's like yeah like no shit like he's got to be prepared for that but no
1: (laughs) well I, I think this is kind of explained at the end of the movie
0: kind of but that too is like a bunch of bullshit in my opinion a little the kids bit. movie it's fine it's, it's fine. fine anyway so the kids are like waiting up in the midst of the night and they they're camping out waiting for Santa to catch him and they They kind of catch him, but he gets away and he goes on the roof or whatever, and the kids have this stupid little camcorder out. Mind you, it's clearly a camcorder from the 90s, so like, why? You both have iPhones, I'm sure. (laughs) Like, whatever the point is the kids go outside to try and catch Santa because they hear him on the roof go clippity clop right you know so they see the reindeer oh my god they catch it on camera ah it's amazing and then they (laughs) they go look across the street and they see Santa hopping from roof to roof with a big red sparkly flourish and I literally wrote down Santa is sloppy in all caps because I'm like why what no one has ever caught on to this before now it's
1: 2018 Well, well let's let's put it this way let's Say even if he is sloppy, who's gonna believe them?
0: Well, that's what we were saying too. If they catch them on camera and they show somebody, they'll be like, "Oh wow, kid, you really you know how to work that iMovie." <laughs> like you know,
1: <laughs> God, these are good graphics. What the hell did you do?
0: <laughs> but um, kids being kids in a Christmas film, they are all about the Sandy claws and they somehow get on into the Santa sleigh. Well, really, the the little girl is more about it. The older kids older so like he doesn't fully believe that's his whole character arc of the movie. He does he's not a believer. A yes. true
1: believer. He's a lost soul.
0: Oh my goodness. And uh, I don't listen. I I appreciate the fact that this this child in the movie has been through an incredible trauma, losing a parent. It's horrible believe me i understand that but like the thing is they don't give the fact that he stole a car any significance whatsoever it's like they 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 pay it the same mind as if he like stole a kid's lunch money which is also really mean and horrible but like a car is like a felony i'm pretty sure grand theft auto felony but i'm not i'm not a police officer i'm not a lawyer but like it's different (laughs) and they don't really address that at all (laughs) like if this kid was like a good kid before which the flashbacks tell us he was so this kid went from being like a beautifully wonderful angelic kid and then within the span of a year is stealing cars and chasing his little sister around the house and pushing her into walls okay (laughs) sorry continue
1: (laughs) there are also like a few things established throughout uh the videos um
0: Oh they're important for later, yes. They're important for later. Reindeer like candy canes. Reindeer's, oh my God. Reindeer's, oh, that was another one I was like, really? Okay. Whatever. Reindeer like
1: candy canes, hug it out, as Frankie said before. And Teddy got a pocket knife for Christmas one year that says Pierce's see things through.
0: Yes, because their last name is Pierce, so that, oh, and they made a whole thing about that too and in, in the one where in the flashback where the dad gives the son the pocket knife, he's like eight and the mom's like, I don't necessarily approve of this which like same mom, so why don't you just like tell him to wait a few more years to give your child a knife? Whatever. <laughs> so besides the point. It could be
1: worse, it could be gun. Him,
0: do you think you're giving our child a pocket knife at the age of eight? that's not happening i wasn't
1: planning on it okay
0: good that's good good anyway the point is the father gives the kid the pocket knife and it says a pierce sees things through or something to that effect yeah um because their last name is pierce which also is kind of like a long it sounds like a long phrase to fit on a tiny little pocket knife but again we're nitpicking because we can it's a kid's movie it's fine that's what you do Let's get to the real reason why we're here though.
1: Yeah, so they they sneak on to the Christmas sleigh. Oh yeah. As Santa's riding off, suddenly Kate, the little girl's oh my god. is it's cold. Just, it's like, oh my god. So her bright idea <laughs> is to tap Santa Claus on his back, freak out Santa Claus. Uh-huh. The sled breaks, the reindeer fly away, the bag of toys falls off. And they go crashing to the ground.
0: Oh, and he loses his hat. And
1: he loses his hat.
0: Can't forget that. But what I found hilarious is that we kept coming up with fake scenarios when the kids stowed away in the sleigh. I'm like, oh my god, what if he finds them back there and he just kills them? (laughs) Like, no one can know. And then when the girl was like, I'm cold, it's chilly back here. I'm like, oh my god, they just die of hypothermia before they even get back to the North Pole. (laughs)
1: And Santa's just like, oh. And Santa has
0: to dispose of their he just, carcasses.
1: He just feeds them to the elves.
0: Oh, my God. Anyway, but no, it, it worked out just fine. Which, okay, here's the thing. What should we explain that, like, all the plot holes in this movie are, like, tucked away very neatly at the end because uh, supposedly... Everything that happens in this movie was Santa's grand plan to, to get, teach
1: these well, to privileged
0: get, little white kids a lesson about Christmas. To,
1: it was more, <laughs> it, was a, it was a plan to get Teddy to become a believer again. Okay,
0: and yeah. Okay. That, that's
1: how it was all wrapped okay, up. Okay, the
0: there are so many things wrong with that. We're going to get there. But the first of which is that when Santa supposedly feigns surprise that these kids are in the back of his sleigh, we don't know this is the audience at the time, but supposedly by the end, we are supposed to believe that this was all some grand plan, right? So Santa's goes, oh, 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 all surprised that the kids are in the thing. He jerks his reindeer and sends them all a flutter, right? But before that, they also almost get clipped by a fucking 747.
1: Okay, maybe that wasn't part of so, his plan.
0: So, here's my thing. Um, Santa, <laughs> why would you, these reindeer, which by, we're going to talk about the reindeer, that's a whole other fucking can of worms. The, these reindeer who have obviously been loyal to you for a long period of time, I assume when they're not, you know, doing the whole Christmas flight thing, they are treated like kings back at the North Pole. They are your pets, and you love them. So why would you like purposely spook them like that and think that they're like make them think they're gonna get murdered and leave them to go flying off into the distance alone to God knows where? Why would you do all that, Santa? Just to teach these little white kids a lesson? I don't understand, Santa. I don't understand. I don't understand. Bitch. I don't understand.
1: Christmas magic.
0: And also, Rudolph is not present, which I find despicable. Rudolph is, like, the guy.
1: Well, dear, canonically, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, as I told you, canonically, takes place in the year 2027. I would like to see
0: documentation of that, okay? Because, not for nothing, Rudolph is in all the Christmas songs, okay? He is a real motherfucker, so I don't understand why... Canonically, he's not in this fucking movie <laughs> that takes place in 2018. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is a song that came out probably like in the 50s or something, okay? Why the fuck? Well, until <laughs> the- Rudolph in this movie. Well,
1: until the day we invent talking snowmen, Rudolph can't happen.
0: Um, fuck you, because no, because Rudolph is supposed to lead the charge and light the way, and you don't have Rudolph in your Christmas movie with Santa and and reindeer? If Rudolph didn't guide the sleigh in that stormy Christmas long ago, we all would have been fucked. I think- and supposedly, when, you know, Santa fucks up Christmas, the Dark Ages happen. That's also established in this movie. So, like, you're just gonna shaft Rudolph like that, bro?
1: Well, I think this this isn't the only movie that I feel like has excluded Rudolph.
0: I agree. In the Santa Claus, I don't think they even have him. The one with Tim Allen, they don't have fucking Rudolph in that. So I don't appreciate Rudolph getting the shaft. Why? Because he's different. Is it because he's a different Santa?
1: Because canonically, he hasn't existed yet.
0: I don't believe th- So you're saying that a song of the 50s was telling the future? Yes. Oh my God. Okay, we need to move on because <laughs> we're going down a rabbit hole that I cannot come out of on my own.
1: <laughs> oh God. Oh, okay. So, as I said, they crash land. Santa goes, like, you guys have made a hell of a mess here. And now we're in Chicago. Russell
0: again like we said is having like a grand old time here his portrayal of Santa is awesome he gives like a very gristled badass Santa kind of feel which I dig some somebody I think the little girl mentioned something about a ho 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 like why don't you say ho 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 if you're Santa and he's like I don't say ho 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 that's fake news and I'm like oh my god okay (laughs) okay all right that's that's a fake news joke in a movie which is how you know fake news is a thing that is going to exist in the lexicon for years to come, which oh, is yeah. terrifying to me. But that's, again, besides the point. I'm going to be saying that a lot in this episode, I feel like. That's yeah. besides the point. But
1: <laughs> The Christmas spirit is falling, according to Santa.
0: Yeah, the sled's fucked up. Santa said he was just going to leave the kids on their own, like, go home and get some rest. Mind you, they live in Massachusetts and they're currently in Chicago. Whatever. Whatever. It's all a master plan by Santa, whatever. So he said he lost his magic hat, right? Yes. Santa hat is magic. And Santa was like, oh, you know, Mrs. Claus always tells me to bring a spare. But in my mind, I'm like, okay, if this hat is so very important, because apparently he can't fly without the hat. Okay. So... You don't have a strap on the hat like a little like a bike helmet strap to keep it fastened upon your thick curly locks, which, by the way, the 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 hair situation with Kurt Russell being Sandy Claus is very, very sexy. We love a sexy Santa. I mean, it's Kurt Russell. Yeah. So you can't go wrong. No, it can't. but th- that's that's also a lesson in this movie. Husbands out there, listen to your wife. They tell you to bring a spare Santa hat. You fucking do it.
1: So Santa's like, I I need to get a ride to go find the reindeer.
0: And find my presents and and
1: save Christmas. And save Christmas. And the kids are like, well, we'll help you because either that or we're stuck in Chicago.
0: Yeah, like, it's just so funny to me. So (laughs) So Santa's like, okay, great. Let's go to this nearby pub establishment. And we will go and find people to help us and drive us into the city. So we can find my reindeer. <laughs>
1: yes, well, the name of the place is Nick's Place, St. Nick.
0: Ah-ha-ha-ha-ha. Ha, ha, ha. ah ha 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 And then we establish, like, one of Santa's little quirks uh, of the film is that he knows every single person and every single street all over the world in perpetuity, forever and ever and always. So he walks into the bar. He talks to this hostess. And he's like, oh, hello, Wendy. I, I'm i so sad for you because I know you you knit all your Christmas stockings and you wanted to be a fashion designer, but that didn't work out so well. It's a shame. You're so good at it. And you wanted this and this and this when you were a kid for Christmas. And she's like, oh, you need help to get into the city? You can have all of my tips and you can call a cab. And he's like, oh, no, it's okay, young lady. I will ask someone else in here for help.
1: Well, it's like yeah, I, I don't want to take your money. Yeah,
0: and he keeps he goes up to random people in the restaurant and like, you know, giving them like the psychic treatment.
1: Oh my God, the one scaring the shit out of people. He gives this one guy who's he's like, oh, you drove your your Lamborghini here. He's like, yeah. He goes, okay, I know you've always wanted a nineteen, uh, I think it's a nineteen fifty two Mickey Mantle card. And I'll trade you that for your Lamborghini. He's like, yes. <laughs> and his fucking girlfriend's like. You're not trading your Lamborghini for a baseball card. That card is worth so much goddamn money.
0: The lady ripped it up, and Scott, even though he's seen this movie before and he knows it's not real, it's just a movie, he got, like, physically upset. He's like, oh, like, like, I was like, what's wrong with you?
1: It's worth so much money, Frankie.
0: Okay, sweetie. So here's where we get, like, the questionable treatment of this whole... Teddy is a fucking criminal situation so Santa while asking all these people for help and they're all kind of rebuffing him the bartender of this established Mike hey you guys get the hell out of here and that's how he talks and Santa then proceeds to give him like the psychic treatment and goes like, oh, hello, Mr. Man. I don't remember the guy's name, but he's like, you just got out of jail, didn't you? You are a naughty list hall of famer and you uh, just got out of prison and... You're stealing cars. You actually just stole a red Dodge Camaro a couple of days ago, didn't you? Mwah-ha-ha. And maybe I should tell your parole officer about that. And then he looks at Teddy. And he's like, "Be careful, Teddy. If you keep going the way you're going, you're going to be this guy." <laughs> he, like, the bartender ends up chasing them out with a baseball bat.
1: But they end up stealing the that. Right. That's
0: where. That's where it's questionable. So Santa Claus has told this young boy if you, you better, you better stop stealing cars or you're going to be on the naughty list and you know in prison and, <laughs> and then they walk out into the parking lot and the kid walks up to the valet and proceeds to steal a Uh, thing of car keys and Santa's like oh no no Teddy we can't do that we can't steal a car and he's like oh no we can steal this car because it's the red Dodge Camaro that the bartender guy stole already so technically it's not stolen so we can also steal it because it's fine right no no
1: no (laughs) at one point because they do they are chastising Teddy a little bit both him and the Kate are like you can't do this it's not right and he goes Santa you break in enter into millions of houses every year and
0: he's like yeah fair point but it's like bro <laughs> it's not like you're breaking into steel things i mean it's a it's if, still you realize, illegal. if you really if you want to be a fucking dick about it like if you want to try to arrest santa and accuse him of breaking and entering christmas is such a fucking huge commercialized thing now that like it's almost expected It's like an accepted thing for Santa to come into your house and leave you shit and leave. Otherwise, why would you put cookies and milk out for Santa? You know he's coming. He's not coming in the traditional way, but he's coming in your house. He's sashing your people up. No, I'm kidding. He's not. But you know what I'm saying? Like, that wouldn't stand up in a court of law, is what I'm saying to you.
1: So they take the car and the car is then called into the cops who now start chasing teddy and santa claus and kate through the streets santa has teddy pull over when they see the reindeer he goes kate go get the reindeer
0: he takes the the teenager who already has a propensity for thievery and says come come with me teenage boy and continue the thievery we're going to hold off the police and engage in a police chase throughout chicago a very
1: empty chicago
0: well movie magic (laughs) But th- that's the least of the problems. And then, not only does he do that, but he takes the little girl. The little white girl in the middle of Chicago, in the middle of the night, and says, go off and find the reindeer, little girl, all by yourself. And the little brother even is like, uh, or the older brother even is like, um, I don't really think we should leave her alone, Santa. And he's like, no, she'll be fine. And it's like, what the fuck? And as I know i know it's a movie okay <laughs> but i must be honest when i say that as a little girl just walking the streets of chicago in the middle of the night in her little cute like little purple puffer jacket and her little curly hair and it's like oh i'm a little white girl and i'm just so innocent and by myself and i felt uncomfortable i genuinely was like i felt That she was unsafe. I was like what is happening? (laughs) I don't like this at all. And then she very quickly finds the reindeer. And she coaxes them with candy canes. Because reindeer like candy canes. And everything is fine. But it's like. No.
1: <laughs> yeah, Frankie kept going, this little girl's going to get trafficked.
0: I know. I kept thinking someone was going to pop out of the fucking shadows and human trafficker, which, by the way, does almost happen later in the movie. Not to the girl, to the to the young boy. But that's that's fine. It's fine. It's
1: okay. It's Christmas. There were reindeer.
0: It's so magical.
1: Uh, she finds reindeer and immediately connects with Comet. Where the fuck is oh, God. Rudolph? Okay, Rudolph's not here.
0: Well, he should be, is my point. You know she's she's like oh my god the comment oh my god fuck that mm. you should be saying oh, the Rudolph
1: well maybe maybe Mrs Claus was out when we found when she comes back later maybe she took Rudolph
0: to go where to the strip club
1: to go shopping I don't know oh
0: is that all us women do we go shopping well no I didn't
1: don't that don't make me a sexist <laughs> here I don't know what Mrs Claus did. <laughs>
0: Oh god, I'm having a great time with this. So, um, so there's
1: a, again, there's a police chase. Yes, let's get back to that. And eventually, they hit a ramp and go flying into a snow pile. And he has a good line there, Kurt it, Russell. He's like, "If you ever meet Mrs. Claus, leave this part of the story out." <laughs> <laughs> the cops, of course, come out. They're like, "Hey, get out of the car!" Santa tries and convinces everyone he's Santa. And they all think he's insane. Right. And now it's also added on that they think he kidnapped this kid from fucking Massachusetts. Oh,
0: right. Yeah, that's weird. But also, like, the idea of Santa, as far as the adults, is kind of, like, wishy-washy in this movie. Because in the bar and with the cops, they're all like, oh, you're just a crazy guy, you know? But then, like, towards the end of the movie, the kids get presents from Santa. And the mom clearly didn't put them there she's like, oh, how nice. Santa got you. Pr- like, do we... Is it accepted that Santa is a real thing? Or is it just a fringe theory? Well... Like, <laughs> metachlorians. Like, <laughs> well, is it a fringe theory amongst adults that Santa is
1: real? Well, I, I think even if you look at nowadays, like, if Santa was real in our world today, uh-huh. wouldn't parents freak out even a little bit? If like, oh, shit, I didn't buy my... Own.
0: Well, it's so funny because one of my favorite, like, newer Christmas songs <laughs> is from a YouTuber... <laughs> Named uh, Danny Gonzalez And he has a song called uh, Based on the Santa Claus The Tim Allen movie called I think it's something like I'm gonna kill Santa Claus Yeah he brings up the fact that, like, how are these parents not concerned about all these gifts under the tree that they didn't buy? I'll never understand why this is the way that they decide who the next Santa Claus is. How do people not believe that Santa exists in this world? Aren't adults concerned about all these gifts they didn't buy? Doesn't matter. It's a kids movie. We don't need logic. <laughs> the cops stop Santa and Teddy. And they also bring up a weird thing that, like, Santa says something about the elves and how they... Build a million cars a year, so it kind of implies that, like, literally everything manufactured on the face of the earth is made by elves.
1: Well, uh, no, I think he's. I think what it means is not everything in the world is manufactured by elves. But, he says, but like, the elves, legit cars well, are made by elves. I, I think he says the elves can manufacture anything. The implications are weird. So these two cops arrest Santa Claus. Uh, and they're about to bring him and Teddy in. And then the reindeer come galloping in. And Teddy hops on the reindeer with Kate. And they go flying away. And Santa yells, get the elves. They'll know what to do. Find my
0: bag. Yeah, because supposedly the, the elves are with the bag of presents that disappeared. And Santa also gave Teddy uh basically a MacGuffin that's like a kind of a tracker that beeps faster when it's closer to the to the gifts or whatever. So he has to basically fly away with these reindeer with Kate, fly with the reindeer, and then follow the tracky thingy and find the presents and ipso facto
1: find the elves. Oh, it's so funny because the one cop who's on foot trying to chase these reindeer and the kids as they fly away, he, no one sees the reindeer fly away but him.
0: Which is stupid because the fucking police cars drive up towards the reindeer and there's a whole, like, SWAT team. So someone saw these reindeer fly up into the sky.
1: Well, it's only this guy. And he proceeds to rant about it for the rest of the movie, which is kind of funny.
0: It is kind of funny because at one point when the other cop believes that Carusel is Santa, he's like, I told you, ha! And he walks away. And he's like, I quit! I told you those reindeers took off tomb. It's so weird. Like, it's, it's, it is funny, though. So Santa goes to jail. But, like, literally the best part of the movie happens while he's in jail.
1: Yeah, so Santa is, initially, he's getting questioned by the one cop. And he starts pulling gifts out of his, like, this is what you wanted when you were six years old, seven years old, eight years old, nine years old. He goes, do I have to keep going? He goes, no, no, no. Okay, fine. If you're really Santa Claus and you really know what I want for Christmas every year, what do I want this year?
0: And he goes, Lisa and Kurt Russell's like your ex-wife and he's like
1: I know who Lisa is <laughs> it's so funny it's so ridiculous the cop and the Kurt Russell it, oh my god I, they had to be cracking up behind those
0: that's the thing with like a kids movie like these adults that do kids movies like obviously they're not in it for like the serious acting shops of it I'm looking for my Oscar like no they just want to have fun and like make a good like a fun entertaining movie for kids which is cute
1: They have this whole conversation. He goes, Lisa misses you too. You should call her sometime. And the guy's like, no, what? We're done with this. And he puts Santa in a cell.
0: I really think that Kurt Russell is like one of the only actors that can really sell this thing.
1: Oh, yeah. I I can't think of anybody else. Like there's
0: one point where because there's a running gag throughout the movie as well that Kurt Russell doesn't like that santa in popular media is portrayed as some big fat slob that's 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 how he says it so the at one point he's in the interrogation room with the cop and he comes in with a can of coke or pepsi or something and there's a santa on the can and he's like why why are we always painting me this way and then he gets up and shakes his ass basically into the camera and he smacks his own ass kurt russell is like does my butt look that big to you if anyone else said that and did that, it would be so, ridiculous. It would be so dumb. And it still is dumb, but it's dumb in like a funny, cute way because it's Kurt Russell. And it's like, oh, you're you're actually selling this, Sarah. God bless. Like,
1: <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my God. It's just it's just funny. It's just it's a good time. But, yeah, he gets thrown into the cell. He's locked in there with a bunch of other people, and he's saying how it's about to get worse here because the Christmas spirit's falling. Yeah. And Chicago's going to be crazier than it's ever been. And he's like, we need a song. Everybody's- to, to
0: bring up the Christmas spirit, and mind you, this, it's a jail cell, so it's filled with criminals. It's like a drunk tank. Including, including there's another like neighboring cell filled only with fucking hookers. They don't say they're hookers, but they're clearly hookers. <laughs> They're women of the night.
1: Yeah, let's call them that because it's a children's movie. They're women of the night.
0: Okay, fine. Whatever. They're fucking hookers. (laughs) And we have Santa, Kurt Russell Santa, going up to these two criminals and being like, ah, Johnny, Billy, didn't you want guitars? Ah, here, here they are. Whoosh, out of his fucking jacket or whatever. He pulls out two guitars and then, and then he pulls out a fucking trumpet and he just throws it to another guy and he's like what the hell do you want me to do with this he's like play it i'm like i don't want to play this fucking thing and sure enough he starts to play the trumpet and he plays it perfectly oh my god so you're telling me right that santa has the ability to conjure up any object he pleases and he has the ability to magically impart incredible musical talent upon someone for no reason at all But he can't exit a jail cell.
1: Well, the point is not for him to exit the jail cell because it clearly... It
0: ruins the lesson! (laughs) (laughs) It's so stupid. The premise is, like, silly as fuck, but whatever kids movie i guess i don't know
1: it's 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 whatever it's fun. but anyway the point is this song is so much fun
0: it's the best part of the movie we literally break out into a musical number which i as the musical nerd in the room i was like yes the instrumental part starts playing the hookers are doing backup music oh now and they're, dancing. they're
1: well they're now in santa clothing
0: and i'm like oh my god oh my god we're doing a musical number and then all of a sudden i'm like wait because i recognize the song it's elvis presley santa claus is back in town so i'm like oh this is gonna be fun oh god is he is caruso gonna sing is Kurt Russell gonna sing and i'm like yes elvis santa
1: <laughs> oh my god all the cops coming are now watching him sing this song it's fucking great and it, oh god clip <laughs> got no slate with reindeer no sack on my back you gonna see me coming in a big black Cadillac Oh, it's Christmas time, pretty baby Okay, so while all this is going on The kids have landed
0: Looking for Santa's sack
1: Santa's sack, yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> But we have really the best moment I think from the kids in the
1: movie Yeah, they Because they, go- they
0: actually acted it well And it was a really pretty, like, somber moment They are looking for Santa's present bag And they walk by a church And... there's a chorus inside singing Oh Christmas Tree and the kids just kind of like stop dead in front of the church and they start talking about their dad because this was their favorite christmas song and they mentioned they've never been to church since he died and it's like a really poignant moment and teddy starts talking to kate about how you know he's upset that his father would be disappointed in him and that his mom's disappointed in him because he's kind of gone down the wrong path and they have this very nice brother sisterly moment it's, yeah it's schmaltzy for sure but i mean You know, you can't fault a Christmas movie for having schmaltz. It's kind of part of the
1: deal. Yeah, if you have a Christmas movie, it's going to have these moments. But yeah, I do agree. They do act this very well. And so they go. They find the bag. It's in a random tree in a park in Chicago. Teddy gets into the tree, knocks the bag over, and Kate in her all her brilliant wisdom decides to climb into the bag well
0: she's calling out to the elves into the bag and she doesn't hear anything so she kind of like climbs in there cause she as- rightfully assumes that elves are tiny so she's like maybe they're hiding in there so she gets in the bag and Teddy just sees a, like a flash of green light coming out from the bag so he's like oh my god Kate so he goes and tries to find her in the bag and then these human traffickers come up I couldn't believe it I was like I've been fucking alluding to it the whole movie and here they are and they're like what's in the bag kid and he's like nothing (laughs) what's in the box and the guy the guys are stupid though the the bad guys because they're like oh well uh we don't want to beat you up kids we just we just want whatever's in the bag you know you're not a tough guy right we're just gonna take whatever's in the bag and be on our way and teddy's like oh i can't let you do that and he's like okay fine Take the bag and take the kid. And it's like, wait, what do you want with the kid? You want to heave him trapping him. I know you fucking do, you,
1: you, you. Heathens, you. You, you
0: heathens. You're going to be on the naughty list.
1: Well, they are in the naughty list. We'll find out later. So, so
0: yeah, they, they take the kid and they take the bag and but they abscond the b- with him.
1: But the bag inside is a portal to the North Pole.
0: Oh my god, the the whole discovery scene of with Kate rummaging around in the gift bag and then like going through this like fucking trippy ass LSD portal into like the elves. Like I was like Jesus Christ, this is never ending. Can we just get to the fucking point? So we she eventually finds the elves, uh the little CGI elves and they're actually pretty cute. Like I'm not mad at them. They're they're like you know they're like this movie's attempt at like minions you know how like every kids movie now has to have like a cute little animated character that speaks in a funny voice and does silly things that's basically what the elves are. (laughs) She finds one of the elves and she's like, "Hi, what's your name?" And And the little elf is like looking at her. He's got like fucking uh, what's the evil guy from Sonic?
1: Uh, Dr. Robotnik.
0: He's got the Dr. Robotnik mustache, and he just looks up at this little girl, and she's like, "Lars, my name is Lars." <laughs> god this is so weird okay (laughs) and then she goes like she follows this little elf Lars into like a deeper pit of despair filled with many much elves who attack and they attack her she's like it's like a fucking horror movie she's filming on the old camcorder like she's been doing the whole movie which by the way later on in the movie she keeps pulling out the camcorder at random times I'm like really you're still pulling out the goddamn camera like let's get over this like we're in the middle of trying to save Christmas like bigger fish but anyway She's holding the camcorder. And it's literally like a found footage movie where the elves are like, hee, 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 and they jump on her. And, like, the camera goes out. It's fucking crazy.
1: Yeah, it's... Oh, God, it's so fun. Uh, so, finally, she convinces the elves that she's a true believer and she's there because she needs their help to save Christmas and save Santa.
0: Oh, <laughs> She says, I'm with Santa. And Santa told me to tell you guys that Christmas must endure. And the elves... <laughs> The elves start running around to each other like Christmas must endure. <laughs> it's like <a> fucking, <laughs> it's like Schmiegel. Like Christmas must, must
1: endure. Oh god, it's so funny. It's so ridiculous.
0: So then, meanwhile, while all that's happening, the bad guys have Teddy in the bag, and they go to like their bad guy boss. And they're like, oh, look, all this stolen stuff in this bag. Oh, how fun. And the guy, I guess the head mean evil guy, he opens up all the stuff and it's all coal. I guess he just had the coal bag with him that day.
1: I think it's because the bag can tell if you're naughty or nice. And these guys are clearly naughty.
0: Oh, see, that didn't register to me. I thought it was just a bag of coal.
1: (laughs) No, these guys are clearly naughty. So they get coal
0: yeah so the bad guy goes to throw the sack into the furnace which also the head bad guy says to the little minion bad guys he's like if you guys fuck this up again he doesn't say fuck but <laughs> if you guys screw up again i'm gonna throw you into the fire that's like whoa boy that escalated quickly but anyway yeah he goes to throw the bag into the fire And Teddy is like freaking out, like, no, my sister's in there. And I felt, I actually did feel bad. He did that. Well, I was like, oh, my God. But then he rushes over, grabs the bag, right, as the guy throws it in the fire. And he's like, get back, you motherfuckers. And then right as the bad guys kind of jump on Teddy, Santa's sack starts jingle jangling. And one little elf pops out one of the bad guys is like oh how cute and then the elf is like <laughs> he jumps out and they all jump out and try to kill all the bad guys and they all run away except teddy teddy's hiding out and then the elves see him and they almost castrate him oh yeah with they a go- tiny tiny chainsaw
1: <laughs> <laughs> they almost go text chainsaw massacre on fucking Which teddy
0: they allude they clearly are alluding to castration Like that's not even me exaggerating. The the fucking head elf or whatever takes out a tiny little baby chainsaw, like baby's first chainsaw, and almost they go right in between his legs and almost chop off his dick. And it's like, whoa! Boy, that escalated quickly. Of course, the sister comes out right in the nick of time. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa! That the guy, he's with me. Don't, don't castrate my brother, please. Yeah,
1: that would have been the that would have been the down there on Christmas. That would
0: have been a little turn in this children's movie.
1: So. They're like, okay, so you guys can fix the sleigh, right? And they're like, yeah, we can f- of course we can fix the sleigh. Now we need to get Santa. So we cut back to the jail, and finally the cop's like, okay, I, I don't know how you know all this. This, this is crazy. He goes, no you know what? Pick up the phone. He goes, what do you mean pick up? And his phone starts to ring, and it's Lisa. And he picks up the phone, and they agree to go get coffee.
0: And he's like, how did you know that? And he's like, because I'm fucking Santa. I've been telling you for the past half hour, I'm Santa. And he's like, what do you say, buddy old pal? Why don't you open up the, the cell door there so I can be on my merry way? And right as he's about to do that the elf comes in through like the fucking uh, grate in the ceiling or something and he's like ah Santa I'm here and the cop sees the elf and he's like alright I really can't explain that away alright I guess you're Santa so he he opens up the cell door. And Santa's like ha ha ha. Oh, I knew you had it in you there, Davey or some whatever the cop's name is. I think it's Dave. And then he just like vanishes. He just like disappears in a red puff of smoke with the elf up the the air grate or whatever. And I'm like, "Oh, so he really didn't need this guy to open the cell door. He could have left anytime he wanted, but he just decided to wait because lesson I guess. I don't know. It's all very cloudy as far as the the motivation here because all, all he's been doing is bitching and moaning about how low the Christmas spirit is getting and how like the world will devolve into chaos if the christmas spirit gets too low but no 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 we can't we can't just leave this prison cell we have to wait for these two small children to save the day because lesson <laughs> it's like but the world but the world santa no but these two little but, white children need to learn a lesson
1: <laughs> but creating one more true believer oh my god and setting him on the right path it's
0: exhausting anyway <laughs> So the kids rescue Santa along with the elves. They're outside. Santa's like, you know, feigning defeat. He's like, oh, there's only an hour left till sunrise. So I guess it's too late. Wah, wah. And then Teddy is like, listen here, Sandy Claus. We're going to
1: save Christmas and we're going to help you. A peer sees it through. Santa agrees. He says, I can go faster without my bag. So if Kate throws the gifts and I'll catch him in. Dunk them into the houses, and Teddy drives the sleigh. We can make up all this time. And Teddy's
0: like, Whoa, 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 whoa what? What?
1: <laughs> you want me to drive the what? <laughs> I saw how you drove that car, Teddy.
0: And he's like, Yes, that that's a car with wheels and no alive animals to corral, and it's on the ground also. So, like, that's a thing. Santa says to Teddy, "He's like, oh well, five seconds ago you were all like gung ho about saving Christmas, and he's like, yeah, but that was before you told me I had to drive a sleigh through the air with the greatest of ease." Too late, Teddy. We must go. <laughs> it's. Just, I mean, I get it though. I wasn't mad at Teddy. I'm like, yeah, no, that's far too much pressure. I don't really. Maybe you should drive, and like you can magic the gifts to just go into the houses. Because you could do anything, Santa. Just fucking do that. <laughs> Why do you have to make things difficult? But no, let's leave the seventeen-year-old boy to corral eight reindeer, not nine reindeer. Because again, fuck Rudolph. He's he's not important at all. Oh in no! Oh, oh, Whoa! Oh, oh,
1: oh. Don't fuck Rudolph. <laughs> that that. Please, please do not fuck Rudolph. Leave Rudolph alone.
0: They save Christmas. And, yes. Just and, in the nick of time. Yes. And Teddy, while he's driving the sleigh, you know, he eventually gets the hang of it. While he's getting the hang of it, Santa's like, oh, Teddy you have to believe and he's like I do believe in you Santa I'm pretty much convinced at this point that you're real and he's like no no Teddy you have to believe in yourself the way your your mother believes in you and your sister and the way your father believed in you and it's like just the schmaltz is like killing me but it was kind of cute cause as Kurt Russell is saying all this a literal train is barreling towards them and it's like can we speed this up before we are destroyed by a
1: train. so teddy takes off they fly they save christmas just in the nick of time and now he's like okay now we have to get you kids back before your mother gets home
0: yeah um, oh
1: and they crash through a billboard
0: oh yeah of of santa claus of the fat santa claus you know and kurt russell being kurt russell he turns around he's like take that fat man it's like oh that's great
1: (laughs) oh god so they have to get home just in the nick of time before ma gets home
0: as a souvenir essentially um kurt russell gives his santa hat because by the way when the elves came and rescued him they gave him a spare hat so he could fly you know supposedly so um kurt russell gives teddy his hat as a souvenir he's like well no i thought you needed this to fly you gotta you know you gotta go home and he's like oh teddy i don't need the hat to fly i'm santa claus he goes <laughs> and I'm- <laughs> like, what was the point of all this to
1: teach a white child
0: a lesson li- teddy literally says to him he's like but wait if you don't need the hat you could have just, <laughs> 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 just go, Shh. teddy teddy shut the fuck
1: up <laughs> it's not important teddy
0: again like all of this leaving a an eight-year-old child to fend for herself in the Chicago streets in the middle of the night, allowing a child to engage in a police chase in a stolen car. It's all just, you know, to teach these little white kids a lesson. And, (laughs) and it it turns out the Christmas magic was inside you all along, Teddy.
1: (laughs) Santa does give it because they're like, Oh, we forgot to buy mom a gift. So Santa, of course does his magic and, Decorates their house just like their dad used to.
0: Yeah, that was cute. And then uh, the you know the mom gets home and uh, the the kids are hugging. Oh, let's hug it out. And the mom's like, Oh, you two are getting along. How wonderful! They go in the house. It's decorated all beautiful. And then the kids are opening presents. And Kate, she gets uh, the skateboard that she wanted in the beginning of the movie. She said she wanted a skateboard. And Teddy, it was alluded in the beginning of the movie that he didn't believe in Santa Claus anymore. But, you know, we find out later that he actually wrote a letter to Santa Claus. And the one thing he wanted was to see his dad again, which is very sweet and sad. And Teddy's present from Santa is this little box. And there's a letter inside saying, I'm sorry, Teddy, I can't give you what you wish for. This is this is the best I can do. I hope it's enough. And inside the box is a little golden Christmas ball ornament. And... Teddy puts it on the tree, and while the mom and the daughter are distracted, he looks into the golden ball on the Christmas tree, and he sees his father's reflection staring back at him. And then I was like, oh, that's really, that's sweet. And uh, I think the dad says something along the lines of, I'm proud of you. Well, the dad
1: says he's proud of him. He says he's proud of his dad.
0: Yeah, it's very sweet the The good thing about this movie is that the christmas schmaltz which in a normal like hallmark christmas movie which if if, if kurt russell was in this movie it would just be a normal generic
1: oh yeah it wouldn't have been this hallmark
0: good. christmas movie right so in that type of movie the schmaltz would just be like unbearable right but because kurt russell is kurt russell and he's you know fucking singing elvis with fucking hookers in a jail cell
1: in Chicago. And it's, just having a general good time with the role.
0: Yeah, it totally undercuts the schmaltz and makes it much more bearable.
1: As we alluded to, we said this before, but then his wife does show up at the end.
0: Ah, oh, she's like, Yes, you've been a naughty boy, haven't you, Sanjay? it's like, Ooh. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, I was a naughty boy for a nice reason.
0: Oh, and of course, I called this from the beginning, but I called it at the end of the movie. Kate looks into the camcorder and the tape is gone. I was like, oh, okay, that's shocking. I thought it was going to open up. She's going to play it back and it was all going to be static. Also, I thought at the end of the movie they were going to, like, neuralize the kids. Like, you can't remember any of this. But that didn't happen. But yeah, that was the Christmas Chronicles.
1: It is. So, Frankie. Mm Mm-hmm. What did you rate The Christmas Chronicles? And what you, And I understand it's a fun movie, but what's your like final wrap-up thought of this movie?
0: Yeah, I gave it a 3 out of 5 stars. I I wouldn't watch it again unless I had kids. Like I would watch it with our kids, our future kids someday. It was fun. Kurt Russell was great. He had a grand old time, and he was a sexy Santa, which we all love. So, yeah. Uh,
1: I have it as a 3.5. Again, I agree a lot with what you said. Kurt Russell, for me, is nearly a god. He didn't he play one in
0: Guardians 2. Yes. Ha, ha ha ha!
1: Well, I actually played the Living Planet, but that's another story.
0: Tomato, tomato.
1: Kurt Russell's great. The story kind of does choke me up a little bit with the father and stuff. I agree. I probably won't watch... It's not going to be one that I feel like will break into the rotation of Christmas movies that you watch a lot.
0: Yeah, I feel like we would watch it with the kids, though. But you know, down you, the line.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So next week is our final episode of season two of Shoot the Flick. It is our Christmas special. I'm excited. Oh, my God. Fun fact, it is the 55-year anniversary of the original Dr. Seuss grinch special which for me is a staple every year to watch at christmas time so in honor of that i thought we would discuss the grinch movie the more recent grinch movie uh from i believe 2018
1: yeah i think so oh we're staying we're staying the same year
0: neither scott nor myself have seen that one so i'm i'm excited to watch it for the first time a little scared because i heard not great things about it But it should be interesting. I mean, you know, the 2000 Grinch movie doesn't have great reviews, but I still enjoy watching that. I think
1: think that one's becoming more of like a classic for the people of that time who when it came out.
0: Right. But this will all be talked about next week. Um, Until next week, this has been Shoot the Flick, an official Paradoja podcast. I'm Frankie Spott. And
1: I'm Scott Eisenberg.
0: Make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Shoot the Flick and check out our weekly episodes every single Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio, and pretty much anywhere else you can find a podcast. And make sure you come back next week for our grinchy, holly jolly, spooky-ooky movie adventure.
1: You're not a mean one. Kurt Russell.
0: <laughs> you really are sexy.
1: <laughs> You're as cuddly as a cactus and as charming as an eel, Mystically, You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel.